welcome to another episode of Exposit the Truth, where it's all about the clear understanding of the living Word of God and how to apply it to everyday life. Here we are with part two of Fruits of the True Believer. Fruits of the True Believer. So if you didn't listen to part one, go back and check that out so you have a better understanding. So here we're going to go into 2 Timothy uh, chapter 2 and 3. And here's your takeaway for this Bible lesson that... As a follower of Jesus, there is an understanding that living a godly life demands the constant rejection of sin, especially while living in the world that is constantly deceiving us. It isn't trying to obey a list of rules, but rather doing our absolute best to trust and obey God's commands on a daily basis, no matter what the cost. Once again, I'll repeat that. It isn't trying to obey a list of rules, but rather doing our absolute best to trust and obey God's commands on a daily basis, no matter what the cost. We do not compromise to the world uh, when it comes to obeying Him. Scripture reveals the heart of the true believer uh, because the, the one who continues to live in sin refuses to repent. Uh, They continue on living the way they want to live. The Holy Spirit convicts all people who hear the word of God and their deeds are revealed. So let's go to 2 Timothy uh, 22, so chapter 2, 22 to 26. So flee youthful passions and pursue righteousness, faith, love, peace, along with those who call on the Lord from a pure heart, have nothing to do with foolish, ignorant controversies, so you know that they breed quarrels. They they cause arguments, in other words. And the Lord's servant must not be quarrelsome or argumentative, but kind to everyone, able to teach, patiently enduring evil, correcting his opponents with gentleness. God may perhaps grant them repentance, leading to a knowledge of the truth, and they may come to their senses and escape from the snare of the devil after being captured by him to do his will. So verse 22 uh, is talking about youthful passion, so not merely illicit sexual desires, but also such lusts as pride, desire for wealth, the power uh, and power, uh, wealth and power, right? Uh, jealousy, self-assertiveness, and an argumentative spirit. Verse twenty-four is talking about able to teach. Uh, this one word in Greek meaning skilled in teaching. Uh, in verse twenty-five. It says, correcting his opponents with gentleness. God may perhaps grant them repentance, leading to a knowledge of the truth. So uh, his opponents refers to uh, primarily unbelievers, but also could include believers deceived by the foolish and ignorant uh, speculations of the false teachers and possibly the false teachers themselves. Verse 26, the snare of the devil, 
refers to the deception uh, that involves Satan's trap. Uh, he is a scheming, clever, and subtle purveyor of lies. So verse 26, once again, says, And they may come to their senses and escape from the snare of the devil after being captured by him to do his will. All right. So here we have the clear descriptions of what a true believer leaves behind and pursues. God is telling us to flee from youthful passions, which are attributes for living for the flesh. Uh, the ambition to gain more wealth, the rebellious attitude uh, without discipline, right? doesn't want to obey anything, but only wants to do what you want to do. Every, if you are a parent listening to this, you know exactly what it feels like when your teenager does not want to listen to what you tell them to do, even though you know the outcome. So God is telling us to flee from those uh, youthful passions that you know are without discipline, or without discernment. Um, God is telling us to live in the knowledge of tr- the truth of his word, patiently enduring evil, correcting one another with, with gentleness. So that's a big one, patiently enduring evil. So it isn't that a person that is a Christian now can somehow always be holy, right? It says it right here that the Christian will, just like worldly people, we will endure evil. The difference is how we respond to it, right? This is the difference. How the Christian responds to evil is the difference, right? Do they just, a professing Christian, do they just uh, go with what worldly people go with and tolerate it? Absolutely not. The Christian will correct one another, but doing it with gentleness, right? So you have some of the extreme Christians that hold up signs and, you know, and, and speak out of fear or hate. That is definitely not what God called us to do uh, and how to speak and how to conduct ourselves. It says it right here. We are to correct one another with gentleness, right? In a loving way. Um, but we do not withhold from the truth when we do that, though. We say 100% what God's truth is telling us and how we should live. Um, and we do not water it down. We do not try to make it, you know, sound different to where it, it, it you know, it allows them to continue to live a life of sin. No. But in the manner in which we speak, uh, you know, it's with gentleness. So not out of hate or anger or fear. We do not do that. In order to do that, we must first be clothed ourselves with a new mindset that says, my opinion does not matter. It is only God's commands that matter. All right, so let's go to chapter 3 now, Second Timothy chapter 3. But understand this. In the last days, there will come times of difficulty, for people will be lovers of self, lovers of money, proud, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, heartless, unappeasable, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not loving good, treacherous, reckless, swollen with conceit, 
lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having appearance of godliness but denying its power. Avoid such people, for among them are those who creep into households and capture weak women. I'll explain that in a minute. Burdened with sins and led astray by various passions, always learning and never able to arrive at the knowledge of the truth. Just as Janus and Jambres opposed Moses, so these men also opposed the truth, men corrupted in mind and disqualified regarding the faith. But they will not get very far, for their folly will be plain to all, as was that of those men. All scripture is breathed out by God. You, however, have followed my teaching, by conduct, my aim in life, my faith, my patience, my love, my steadfastness, my persecutions and sufferings that happened to me in Antioch and Iconium and Lystra, which persecutions I endured, yet from them all the Lord rescued me. Indeed, all who desire to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted, while evil people and impostors will go on from bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived. But as for you, continue in what you have learned. So you, the true believer, continue on what you have learned and have firmly believed, knowing from whom you have learned it, and how from childhood you have been acquainted with the sacred writings which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. All scriptures breathe out by God, profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. Wow, and so that last verse right there, I highly encourage the last two verses, 16 and 17, Highly encourage for you to memorize this, uh, that all scripture is breathed out by God, profitable for teaching, reproof, for correction, for training, for righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. All right, so going back to verse 1, uh, in the last days refers to this age, the time since the first coming of the Lord Jesus. Uh, verse 2 to 4 uh, very descriptive, right? Very, very descriptive. Uh, the list of attributes characterizing the leaders of the dangerous seasons uh, is a description of the unbelievers, um, similar to Mark 7, verse 22 and 20, 21 and 22. I'll read that really fast. Uh, he, when the Lord Jesus is speaking from, it is from within, out of a person's heart, that evil thoughts come. Sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, greed, malice, deceit, lewdness, evil, slander, arrogance, and folly. All these evils come from inside and defile a person. Um, so verse 6, weak women uh, refers to uh, weak in virtue and the knowledge of the truth and weighed down with emotional and spiritual guilt over their sins. These women were easy prey for the deceitful false teachers. In verse 11, when he is talking about the persecutions that happened to me, uh, we are going to also be persecuted. All right? It's very, very straightforward. 
the word persecutions are refers to from a Greek uh, verb that means to put to flight. Um, Paul had been forced to flee from Damascus. In verse 12, all who desire to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. Not if, but will. We all will be persecuted because people love their sin. Faithful believers must expect persecution and suffering at the hands of the Christ-rejecting world. Uh, We see that more than ever today. Uh, People who reject Christ, the truth, and God's word. Okay, and in verse 16, all scripture, grammatically similar Greek constructions, argue persuasively that the translation, all scripture is breathed out, is accurate. Uh, Both Old Testament and New Testament scripture are included. So we're talking about cover to cover. All right. Breathed out by God. Sometimes God told the Bible writers the exact words to say, but more often used their minds, vocabularies, and experiences to produce uh, his own perfect, infallible, inerrant word. Um, You know, he used visions, dreams, signs. Sometimes it was audible, uh, like Moses, all right, when he spoke to Moses and, and the prophets, the Old Testament prophets. Um, And so this passage of scripture gives us more detail about how the ungodly live versus how the godly should live. Scripture repeatedly reveals the life of a person who continue to seek their evil and selfish desires versus the person who recognizes a sin which is destroying themselves and response repents and becomes born again. From that point on, sin is defeated on a daily basis. Uh, Not because a person is now capable of doing this because of religiosity and a newfound willpower. No, never. But because the power of the Holy Spirit and because Christ is alive in us, right? It is now alive and active in the soul of the true believer. This is how we are able to overcome sin. All right. It's, it's, it's not saying that uh, we never sin again, you know, but it is definitely nowhere near as a life living as a, you know, enslaved to sin before. Right. And being numb to it. So here's a response. Am I displaying the godly life which is described in Second Timothy? Can I quickly recognize those who deceive versus actually uh, versus those who actually obey the true word of God, can I can I quickly distinguish them? Right, you should be able to. Uh, the more you become spiritually mature, right, you should be able to quickly identify the sin that comes out of people, and the sin that comes out of yourself. Okay, that's a very big one. Uh, if I am professing to be a true believer, am I walking and talking with? the truth of God's word in my daily life. Not sometimes, not two hours a week. Every day is it coming out of me and do I know and understand his word? If not, it's time to take crank up the heat all right, and allow God's word to point out the sin that I am struggling with and allow him to work in my soul. All right? Uh, don't settle, settle for religiosity. It does not save us. Only a true relationship in Christ and walking with Him saves us.
So the spiritual walk must now grow through the study of His Word, worship, being involved in church more than two hours on, on a Sunday. Um, you know, and you should not be have to be, have to be reminded to, to pray, right? And fervent prayer. So you shouldn't have to be reminded to be, to be in prayer all the time. And we're talking about fervent prayer. We're talking about an, uh, an area in your house or um, a time of the day where you are uh, alone and uh, undistracted. And it's more than just five minutes or ten minutes long because you're pouring out your heart to the Lord. Uh, and, and, and also, you know, in prayer, petition, um, in gratitude, in humility. Um, and so, and you're asking the Lord, please show me what I'm, why I'm missing. Right? What am I struggling with? And He will, through His Word. So with that said, now you know a little bit more about the fruits of a true believer.